Welcome to the Emerge Leadership Connection, the podcast that gives you the keys to unlock your heroic potential, develop into a legendary leader, and emerge into who you were meant to be. On today's episode, we have a conversation with Lorianne Von Speaks. Yes, that is literally her name, Lorianne Von Speaks. That is not a stage name. And we discuss the power of VAs, different types of leaders. Can you teach an old dog new tricks? What do new speakers and authors need to do to stand out? And how large the gig economy has become? I'm your host, Cody Dakota, founder of The Leadership Guide and finalist for the Extraordinary Award for coaches with ideas that can change people, businesses, and the world for the better for my ideas on leadership. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to discover how to join the League of Legendary Leaders, an association of leaders with the goal to raise $100,000 monthly to support nonprofit causes which are actively looking to impact the world and make it better for future generations. Now, on to the show. Hey, Lorianne, how are you doing today? I'm great, Cody. How are you? Oh, I am living life and I am loving life right now. It's been, been a good day. Me too. Me too. Just having great conversations. I love it. Awesome. That's what I like to hear. So give everyone your background, Lorianne. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Lorianne Von Speaks and I worked for... One second. One second. Is, is your last name actually Von Speaks? It is. My, my maiden name is Von my married name is Speaks. Not that I still have that guy anymore, but <laughs> I, I kept the name because I um, had built my, my business with that name. Which is awesome because <laughs> talk, talk about like coincidence and how it can turn into something absolutely amazing. Vaughn Speaks. Like, Lorianne Vaughn Speaks. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Then you better listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm listening. Continue. Okay. Well, so I had worked um, for a thought leader for the last 15 years, and um, she decided to retire, and I found myself laid off just before my 60th birthday. Uh-oh. Thank you. Thank you. And here in Los Angeles, which is where I'm from. Um, the idea of a 60 year old in corporate America is non-existent. So if I wanted to continue to work, yeah, if I wanted to continue to work, I needed to create my own business. So I did. And now, you know, 15 months later, I have five people that work with me on my team and we support speakers and authors that are the new and up and coming group. Uh, in building their presence and their businesses. So it's been a fun ride, actually. I'm kind of glad this all happened. Definitely. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like sometimes you, you, the, the best situations occur when you think the worst things are happening, right? Like you got laid off, but was it really a bad thing that you got laid off? Actually, it seems like something better was just around the corner. Exactly. Uh, that's yeah, and that's easy to say now. Hindsight's <laughs> <laughs> well, always months ago, maybe not so much, but um, yeah, yeah. No, it actually, you know, I think my mom always said, you know, when one door closes, a window opens. 
that kind of thing. I yeah. think my window closed and a door opened. So it's just been so much fun. I'm revitalized all over again because I'm helping young speakers and authors build their presence as opposed to working for the thought leader that I was and everything was pretty well, you know, established. Established. So it's yeah. Fun. Yeah. It's fun. Definitely. Well, just cause I'm curious, what are like some of the big differences between working with someone who's well established versus someone who's an up and comer? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, she had 40 years in the business, so people were coming to her, you yeah. know, to ask her, and, and I'm saying that she is at a level where I'm sure you've heard of Ken Blanchard, the one minute manager books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like friends and he calls her for advice and vice versa. So, you know, there is um, a level of when you've reached that and she was the first person to talk about um, the career uh, like climbing wall versus a ladder because we okay. no longer go straight up the ladder in corporate America anymore. If you want to move, you can move sideways. You can move all sorts of different ah, ways. And that I was part that of idea. thesis um, 40 years ago. So, um, so she had established herself as the expert. And that's what the new up-and-coming com speakers and authors need to do. So what I do is I work with them in upping their presence on social media, how to do that to a point where you can show your expertise in an authentic way and, and grow your followers um, in an intelligent and authentic way. So, Definitely. yeah. And, and there's, some, there's, there's some big things in what you just said. One, right, if, if you're looking to become a leader, whether it's a thought leader or, or a leader within your workplace, or even a leader in a family, one of the first things is you need to get exposed, right? Exactly. If you sit at a meeting all day and you're quiet at the meeting and no one sees you, you're never going to be looked at as a leader. Because exactly. you're seen, right? That's, that's the first part. And two, you have to be authentic, right? There's, there's so many people in leadership positions who kind of put on this mask like, oh, I'm the macho boss, or oh, you need to listen to me because I hold the whip, right? It's right. Like, or what like, I say goes, wow. you'll just yeah. do as I say. Exactly. You know? That and just doesn't fly anymore. It doesn't fly. People are tired of the baloney. They're, they're like, I'm not going to put up with that. Exactly. And, and the thing is with the workplace that we're in right now, you can pretty much just, you, you can find jobs very quickly. There's so many open positions that you can be like, no, I'm not going to take this and I'm going to go over to your competitor because I know they're right. looking. If, if you are what they call a high potential, that is truly the case. Um, I think there are, there are situations um, such as for myself, but that's actually um, where my expertise comes is we have really turned into a gig economy. We're looking at, at this point, only 51% of employees are full-time employees in a corporation. So only that means 51%. Only 51%. The rest wow. are either business owners themselves or are working contract or gig type jobs. So, wow. yeah. So, <laughs> the times are a-changing 
And uh, for those of us um, that are the baby boomers, we have a lot of legacy knowledge that needs to be still within the realm. You know, um, yes, I am not the best at technology. I will say that up front, but I will also say over these last 15 months, I have learned so much that that old thing, you can't teach an old dog new chicks. Uh Uh-uh. I've learned so much. I always thought that was the biggest bull crap phrase (laughs) of all time. Like it, the, it truly is. It truly. I've, I've owned dogs, and guess what? They'll learn new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do. They so, do. The, the only thing that prevents from uh, anyone learning something new is their lack to, of desire to learn something new, which is exactly not on their age. That's on their attitude. Right. Uh, agreed a hundred percent and I will say after 15 years in one place I had kind of gotten towards that attitude you know of I knew what I was doing I was the go-to person for all the details all the logistics and I knew all the different ways to do things on that level and then there was this young girl in the office and she was given all the social media and all that kind of stuff because I didn't know what I was doing. Not true, but that was the perception. And um, oh, and perception becomes reality, whether or not it's true. I love that phrase. Yes, it's, it's true. so true. It's so true. So I was never given any of that. And then I started taking over a lot of social media. And um, with my first client, she get, she just said, here, please, you know, you do the tweets, you get this done, you do that done. And, and uh, you know, it's, I'm, still, I'm still the cobbler who doesn't have any shoes because I think I have a whopping like 45 followers on Twitter, but because I'm hey. the behind the scenes person. Yeah, I'm not, there's, I'm not there's nothing wrong with that. building my presence. I'm kind of building everybody else's. So it's kind well, of funny. And, and, and there's different types of leaders, right? Because, because not every leader should be at the front of and in the spotlight. If, if every leader was supposed to be out in the spotlight, that it would be really hard to have major organizations. I mean, think if every leader at Amazon needed to be in the spotlight, we would be like hours and hours and hours and we wouldn't really know anything about Amazon because there's so many people that are a part of that organization. Well, yeah, it goes back to the old saying, there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. And I used I know it's I know it's not maybe politically correct anymore, but that same that same analogy is the case. Sometimes we have too many people that want to be the expert and no one doing the actual work. Yeah. And, and I find it so funny that I'm out now talking because and it was only my mentor when I was trying to build my business who said, Lori Ann, you have so much to offer. You need to be telling people these things. And they're the ones that kind of, she pushed me into, you know, coming and talking. And uh, when we met at the conference, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh, I am i don't really even care if I get a podcast. I'm there. I was there to network with you guys to be able to offer my services to you guys. And now look at me. I'm doing podcasts. What can we yeah. say? And, and 
that's <laughs> that's awesome, right? Some sometimes and and part part of this is if you want to move forward in anything, sometimes you have to expose yourself to new ideas, new concepts. And you may go into those situations looking for something and you end up finding something else. True. Very true. Very true. And so, so opportunity is out there. One thing I hate to hear people say is that opportunity doesn't exist. That's baloney. I, I think I've said that more times in this conversation than I've ever said in any conversation. But like, but like it's true. There are so many opportunities to do so many things. The gig economy is all about opportunity. I didn't know. I didn't know that forty nine percent of people are are literally working off opportunity, opportunity right. after op- opportunity after opportunity because that's exactly. how the gig economy works. Right. And so, right. And since corporations are kind of wanting to not, you know, a, a lot of those are part time workers too because you know a lot of corporations don't want to pay the benefits and everything, so they hire two people at twenty hours a week, so mm-hmm. they don't have to pay the you know, all the benefits associated with a full-time employee, which I find a little frustrating. So go straight to a VA, which is um, part of what I talk about is how to find and, and train and work with the virtual assistants out there because they're, they are everywhere and everything from, you know, those that are offshore at a much lesser rate, but sometimes you get what you pay for. Yeah. Um, and, and so you need to keep that in mind. But everyone who starts a business starts like just, you know, me, myself, and I. Yeah. And you get to a point where you find if you're spending 40% of your time doing administrative work that doesn't bring in any money, then you need to be hiring a VA to come in and take that administrative minutia off your plate. So you can go back to doing your high priority work and, and, and bringing in more business. Definitely. That's a huge part of why so many businesses fail is because the, it's, it's the 80, 20 rule, right? Pareto's right. principle that right. 80% of the work you do only accomplishes 20% of what you're trying to get done. And then t- 20% of it will accomplish 80% of what you want to get done. So you exactly. need to focus on that 20%. And if you find you're not focusing on the 20%, something is wrong and you need to exactly. change something. Exactly. But it is kind of scary for especially a one person, a solopreneur yeah. to think about hiring a full-time person, which, you know, when you are hiring a full-time person, you've got to come up with 40 hours a week and all the pay and the benefits and the, you know, FICA and all the minutia that comes with that. Yeah. Whereas if you go to a VA, you can say, you know, I really only need someone for like five hours a week, you know, and that's doable. So Definitely. it's something that I would say to your listeners truly embrace the idea as you're growing to look at the virtual assistance world definitely and, um, and, use that to your advantage definitely and there's there's such this huge myth out there that you have to hire someone full-time in order to get more bodies in your business basically but it's not true there's so many different opportunities out there for that virtual assistance is another one um, I know that a lot of colleges work with businesses 
to do um, to basically do like an internship, right? Mm -hmm. So you work with the college and you basically use their students as resources so they get job experience and you right. get free labor. That's free, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually not long term. That's going to be like three to six months. And then after that time, you have to actually try and hire them or right. look for someone else where a VA would be actually more stable. VA could be more stable, but you still have to be very careful, do your due diligence. Um, really, what you want is someone who has a familiarity with whatever your um, business is, whether that's construction or, like in my case, the speakers and authors. Um, that's my niche. That's who I have the expertise to help. Um, and you can get a VA, as I said, for $10, $15 an hour. That will do some really good things. And then you have, I'm, I don't mean to sound, you know, big, um, like I'm full of myself. But, you know, but then you have my level, which is when I work with a client, I am partnering with that client to build their business. Yeah. I'm not just taking, you know, your data entry off your plate. That's, you know, that's something that my team does, mm -hmm. but, um, but when you hire my company, you're getting a partner to build your business. It's a bit, it's a bit different. It's, it's a lot different, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're coming in with expertise, right? Is, which is a huge differentiator, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, can, you can hire an entry level person. You're going to pay entry level prices or you can you hire someone with the expertise you need to really drive you to the next level and that's what you're providing right right and when you hire a full-time um, admin and let's say you're spending $20 an hour but when you put all the benefits and everything else in there it really goes up to almost 40 or $45 an hour so yeah. you need to take that into consideration too because of the fact that I can do something in five hours that would take your admin 20, who knows? Yeah. Uh, because I have things in place and processes in place to make it happen for you. So that's me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and so how did, you, how, how did you end up getting into this world, right? Like you're running your own business now, but how did you get into – the, the speaking world in the first place, landing with someone highly prestigious. Like, how do you get there? Uh, networking. And uh, there's another piece of information that's so important, is networking, 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 networking. Um, I have had, like, four different careers in my life. I started off in politics and managing political campaigns straight out of college. Wow. Oh my goodness. I, yeah. You could probably so, uh, go on for ages about politics. That's probably not a conversation for right probably now. Probably not. Well, not in this day and age. Yeah. With you about that sometime. <laughs> Offline. You got it. But, um, and then I um, realized that they really weren't going to pay any attention to me until mm -hmm. I actually was in quote unquote corporate America and established myself as a professional, even though I did know what I was doing. I had degrees in political science and economics. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, and so I, that's true of so many people, right? So many people have the knowledge, they have the know-how, they have the confidence, right? 
but yeah. it's just without these these little check marks, people aren't willing to look. Which I think is that disappointing. Yes. So I've hit it at both ends of my career. <laughs> so in my 20s, I wasn't taken seriously because I didn't have the experience. And then in my 60s, I wasn't taken seriously because I was too freaking old. <laughs> you know, it's like, really? Um, uh, but I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I always, um, when I was raising my kids as a single mom, there was a time I had four jobs at one time. So um, I was, I have always had that entrepreneurial spirit, but I always had a full-time job because I had children to raise. And there are a lot of expenses with raising your children. And I wanted wow. to make sure that they may not have gotten everything they wanted, but they got everything they needed. And that's important, right? Yeah. Whether, yeah. whether it's you're raising your family, you're building a business, or like, like whatever it is, right? There's, there's so much flashiness in the world, right? Mm. You don't need it all. You don't. It's no. not necessary. You can, have, you can have an amazing life you can raise amazing children and you can grow an awesome business without needing all the flashy things. It's not about the flashy things. It's about what is necessary to get the job done. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why I say going back to the VAs, it's a great way to build your business without having to have that huge nut to crack every month until you get to the point that you do need full-time, you know, business development people and so forth. Um, we, and it's interesting to see is like when you're having to actually pay for it yourself, mm -hmm. <laughs> as opposed to mom paying it for you, um, mm -hmm. you know, it didn't become as necessary to have when they had to pay it for it with their own money. So, when you're a kid, it's always like, I want all the neat stuff. Why can't I, I have, have to have the designer stuff? jeans, mom? <laughs> I need to have the video games, mom. I need, I need, I need, I just need all this. I need the nice car, mom. <laughs> and, then, and then you, you get out into the real world and you're like, you know, having that sports car is really not make it any economic sense for me. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the economical choice. It's got great gas mileage. And uh, well, and you know, my commute's so difficult these days. I go up four stairs. So, <laughs> oh. so you know, I mean, I, I am, like I say, so enjoying this new um, chapter in my life mm -hmm. that I get to offer my expertise and, and help people at, grow their businesses, um, you know, and, and I'm not being micromanaged per se. So uh -huh. that's actually my biggest bugaboo is I hate micromanaged, <laughs> being micromanaged. And um, so with my people, I am really good about finding the right person for the job and then letting them do it. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't check it before it goes off to a client and make sure Definitely. that everyone perfect. Oh. But I mean, I know that there are things that they know how to do better than I do. Yeah. So I'm oh not about God. to micromanage them on, yeah. on something along that line. Well, one, one, I think most people hate being micromanaged because the, the idea, I know you're shaking, I'm shaking when I hear micromanage. <sighs> and I think the reason that is, is because when people become micromanaged, usually it's because there's no trust there. And right. people want to be in a relationship with trust. 
if there's no trust, it's not a real relationship, right? Whether, whether it's a romantic relationship or a business relationship. And so if, if you're the leader and you're micromanaging your people, you're giving them the idea that you don't trust them. Whether exactly. or not it's true, whether or not it's true, right? Perception and when you reality. have an and when you have an employee and you micromanage them, you have turned them into a reactive rather than proactive employer employee. Yeah. Because they're just like so afraid to make any kind of stretch because that's not exactly what this micromanager has told them that they have to do. So they become much more reactive and that's not what you want in an employee. No, because it Someone kills creativity, yes. right? And, okay. and that, that when, when that creativity gets destroyed, they're not able to, to basically come up with the mastermind principle, right? Napoleon Hill's work, the mastermind yeah. principle. When you have two minds come together, a third mind's created. It's the mastermind concept. Whether you want to think of it as like a divine presence or you want to think of it as half of two ideas finally come together because the two ideas are coming together. Right. That gets destroyed with micromanagement because yeah. one person's not willing to put forward any of their ideas. And so you exactly. automatically kill creativity. Exactly, exactly. So you always want to, as a leader really encourage them to think outside the box um, and to have a diverse group of people um, such that I have um, so that someone may have a better idea than I do, you mm -hmm. know, doubt it, but no. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you want to say that, but we, we all deep down know it's not true. Right? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm truly <laughs> But that's, um, uh, you know, so you really want to have that diversity. You want to have that um, open relationship, especially in business, so that you're not missing something yourself because, you know, none of us know it all. None of no. us know it all. Even if we'd like to. <laughs> you, no. Usually if we think we know it all, we know actually a lot less than everyone else. Yeah, well, wasn't it Socrates that says the wise man knows what he does not know? <laughs> so i'm not sure if it was socrates but well, i don't know it was plato awesome. socrates one of those i don't know uh, you know it's been it, it's been 40 years since i've been in school <laughs> <laughs> that's okay because i read plato in college and it was much less than 40 years ago and i don't remember uh, thank you <laughs> oh. so uh, another thing you touched on in, in what you were saying about the people you brought on is finding the right people for the job. It's so important, right? To, to understand like, okay, is this person actually gonna be able to contribute their ideas to the business? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. nice to put a person there, but, but a person is just a person. And if you put an untrained person in a position that you want someone to do on their own, they're not gonna be able to. Right. right? Versus right. if you look for the person who actually has skills in this area, right? Mm -hmm. Give yourself an asset as opposed to a liability. Right, and there are, there are jobs that can be done by someone who doesn't have a lot of expertise. Sure. Um, you know, certain data entry type positions for myself, mm -hmm. I hand off because about the fifth card in, my eyes are going, um, <laughs> 
is that an eight or a six, you know? <laughs> so, so there are things that I definitely can turn over to some of my younger um, people. And, and here's, my, here's my purpose behind my business is that I know what it's like to be a marginalized woman uh-huh. and not be um, considered hireable uh, with my level of skills, and yet we still want to um, contribute to what's going on in the world. And so with each client that brings along another level, I hire either the young moms that have those degrees but wanted to really stay at home with their kids mm-hmm. but still need, you know, maybe five, ten hours, you know, a week to be able to have some extra income come in and keep their brains focused. Cause I remember that time frame too. Oh yeah. And, and like, yet I also have, going on? it can, it can become torturous. Hey, I tell you, I knew I had to go and get a job when my, my girl was 18 months old and my husband came home and I went, Hi, honey. <laughs> and I went, I really got to learn how to talk to adults again. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, I literally went out that week and got a, um, a job. So, because I just, I I didn't want to, you know, lose my brain power. Yeah. So, you know, so I hire people to do something meaningful. Sorry, I I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's it's so important for people to find something to do that's meaningful. That's fine. No, but I agree with you. Awesome. And Lorianne, I think I just lost your video. There you go. You're coming back. Come back to us. <laughs> I love when technology doesn't work the way it's supposed to work. See, um, I'm frustrating. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> Nothing to apologize for. Yeah, I mean, I really, I guess I have to really look at, um, it's technology, but I guess I'm going to really have to bite the bullet and get hardwired um, in here. Because, you know, I work on on Wi-Fi and it works 99% of the time, Um, you know, but. (laughs) Every once in a while. Every once in a while. (laughs) So hopefully you'll be able to edit that out. (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's interesting, right? And and you had you had something really interesting to say there, right? It's that that sometimes uh, there are things we look at and we're like, do we really need that, right? And then when you when you think about it, right, or or when you get into the situations, the the situation happens and you're all of a sudden you're like, maybe I should have gotten that. Exactly. So, you know, but as we said, you know, you don't need every bell bell and whistle. And um, so many people go into great debt to build the perfect office or whatever. Build it as is needed. You know, Um, I mean, I started off and I still just have a black and white printer. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's on my list. But (laughs) But you know, I want I want a nicer printer. But it's really not that important yet, you know, because so much of our yeah. stuff is just done online, and and you yeah. know, I can just send it to them, 
but um exactly and like like this is one of the biggest problems with people who are are just starting their entrepreneurial journey i've had this happen with a few of the clients i work with they're like they're trying to make the website perfect and they're trying to make their process perfect and they're trying to do all these different things just perfectly and then once they they actually start working on their business they don't have clients and you you can't run a functioning business without clients no i know i know it's like find your ideal client i know the term right now is avatar i'm not a big fan of it but um you know find that ideal client that you know that you can support completely in in um, a very professional manner and even if it's just starting with one or two get started and then build from there um i'm a i'm a true believer in just do it just yeah. do it. exactly and yeah. and like like so many people get stuck on acting right it's it's the idea is wonderful and it's so amazing. And if I just continue to build the idea, eventually something good will happen. And it's yeah. not true. It, nothing good will happen until you act. Right. Like, like so many times people have this wonderful idea and then when they act on it, it didn't work out the way they thought it was going to. Yeah. I've, yeah. Been there. I've done that. That's why I know it's true because I've had a great idea. I've acted on it and then I found out, Oh, that wasn't quite right. That didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Exactly. And we've all had those and it's okay. You know, exactly. I've messed up with a client as long as you're, as long as you're honest with them and say, you know what? I dropped the ball on this. I totally messed up. I'm so sorry. You know, give me another, give me another chance or whatever. I would actually respect that a lot more than someone who just tried to cover it up that they didn't do it you know exactly yeah Be no honest. i definitely understand that a hundred percent i i'm i've got i'm, I'm not going to say the name of the program right now because because it's it, it was acting a little haywire earlier and i don't want to give the program a bad name <laughs> but um the the person who created the program um i i actually sent a ticket to get help on it and they reached out to me directly yeah and and they worked on getting it fixed and because of that right like i don't care that the program wasn't perfect right it does right. what i need it to do i like it overall right sure there's some bugs but at the end of the day like that kind of customer service is hard to find right i've <laughs> i've had so many tech issues like i'm part of the millennial generation and i have so many tech issues ah! i'm so glad to hear that <laughs> It's not just your generation. It's me too. I have so many tech issues. And then I talk to the tech people who are supposed to be great at it. And they either confuse me, they lead me down wrong directions. And I'm like, what are you doing to me? And that's, and I need to talk to somebody. I'm not real good at watching a video to get it. No, mm -hmm. I want to talk to somebody, have them tell me, no, this is, you see the, you see the gear up on the left hand side, you know, I want to be talked through something. I'm a really good end user. Once you've taught me how to do it, then I'm fine. You know, Definitely. especially if I use it on a continual basis, but trying to find that, that uh, tech support sometimes, my God, trying to find it's a awful. telephone number on some of these places, it's like, and I, uh, you know, 
I, I still want to get the virtual background for Zoom, and I have yet to be able to figure it out. So yeah, and and like like uh, if if more companies had that technical support, right? That really cared and worked with their clients really well, right? Like the amazing thing that that like these companies could accomplish, and and the the kind of um, loyalty that's undying. Like, like, for instance, one company that I, I don't have problems with ever, so I'll say their name, Namecheap, right, for web domain names. Ah, uh, um, okay. One, I love their prices, awesome prices. Two, sometimes when I've been trying to connect the domain name with, with where I, I host, I've had issues trying to figure it out because, because I've had websites hosted in different places. And I'm, I'm honestly not a tech person. I, I have a good handle of tech, but not a great handle of tech. And every single time I've had an issue, right, when I talk to the Namecheap support, their support has always been phenomenal and has oh, always good. helped me in short amounts of time. I am loyal to Namecheap because of their support. <laughs> and so, That's actually good to know for me. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Definitely. It, like, like for me, I'm open about who, who do I use as long as it, I know it's working right now and I trust the people behind it. Right. 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 If, yeah. it's, if it's not both of those right now, I won't necessarily say their names just because if I trust them, but I know the product's not at 100%, I want them to get their product to a better place and then right. promote them so, right. that they can, so that they can provide the product I know they can. Lucy, and that's what we're all about is helping people get their product, which is themselves, exactly. at 100%, is to get them more out there in social media, to take their articles and their uh, blogs and whatnot and create tweets for them to be able to pull, push it out there. They need to grow themselves and their brand so that they're seen as the experts they want to be seen as. So, um, yeah, I mean, the same, the same situation. It's just, um, you know, a different platform, so to speak. Exactly. And, and that's what so many people need is that right support team to really drive them up to that next level. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of times exactly what they're missing. Yeah. So, so Lorianne, you, you told me before this that you kind of had a cutoff and we're coming up real, real quick on that cutoff. No, I'm so sorry. I, yeah. No, no, no reason to be sorry. Um, the great thing for me is I love conversation. And so like, if we don't have enough time, guess what? We can have another conversation. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so just, just so for everyone listening, if they want to try and get a hold of you, how do they go about doing it? Oh, cool. Thanks, hon. Um, my website is www.lvs.com. Oh, sorry. www.lvsconsultingservices.com. You notice I can talk the whole way through until I'm actually trying to, you know, pick something of my own. That's um, okay. Words, <laughs> words fail me too. And I'm a speaker, so. <laughs> Put it in the show notes. Anywho. Um, but on the site, though, I do have something for the up-and-coming speakers and authors. Um, I right, have. If you're an up-and-coming speaker or author, listen up. I have on my homepage uh, a way to get um, my top 10 ways to create massive growth in your speaking business um, free of charge. Just 
um, go on to the website, take a look, and um, go ahead, and I will get that to you. That's awesome, and that's that's a massively valuable resource. If you're listening right now, you're thinking about becoming a speaker, you're thinking about becoming an author, or you already are. Right. Brianne has so much experience in this area. She's worked with one of the top people in the industry. I think you would be unwise not to, to look at this. That's, that's a kind way to put it. <laughs> well, it's easy. There's no, there's no, you know, there's nothing you have to pay for. It's just something that will really help you get things in place so you can move up to the next level. And that's, that's what so many people need. So awesome. Lorianne, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful conversation and we should definitely have another conversation too. Anytime, Cody, anytime. Yeah. Because I know we didn't dive enough into your background for me to be satisfied. And, and you mentioned politics. There's so much, there's so many problems in politics. And I don't care what side of the equation oh, you're on. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. problems in every side of the, the equation of politics. So I would love to have a conversation about what are the good things happening in politics or that have happened in politics and what are the bad things. Yeah. Not necessarily talking about who we think is the best candidate, but just the, the whole area as a whole, because there's, there's so many problems with it. You know, I just wish we'd all become, at least here in America, that we would all just be Americans first instead of party affiliations first. It's, it's gotten so frustrating and, and, and polarized that yeah. um, I, I honestly don't even comment on anything in Facebook that is political anymore because it's just... I have a hard time looking at it, to be honest. Yeah. So. so awesome. But anyway, and then, and I loved our so time. Many other things. So yeah. I, I've loved it too, Lorianne. So. Reach out. Right. Just let me know when you want to talk again. I am here for you. Perfect. All, all right. right. Take care, hon. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please make sure to go on to your favorite podcast player of choice and there rate the podcast. Then subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And then, if you truly want to be a leader, share this episode with someone that you know will be impacted. Because the best leaders fuel not only themselves, but others as well to their heroic potential. If you want to unlock your heroic potential faster, then you will want to join the League of Legendary Leaders, an association of leaders who are dedicated to unlocking their heroic potential, unlocking the heroic potential of others, and where legendary leaders are born. We also have a goal to raise $100,000 monthly to support nonprofits that are actively undertaking causes to impact the future in areas including neurodiversity, character strength positive psychological research, homelessness, and more. Seize the call now. Go to www.theleadership.guide and click Get Free Guidance to propel you on your journey to legendary leadership. I'm your host, Cody Dakota, and I'm honored to have spent this time with you today. My final message for you, and listen closely, it's time. Wake up your heroic potential. Let go of your fears and anxieties, and let's discover what is possible on your journey to become a legendary leader. Emerge 
and become who you were meant to be.